welcome to the How I Ripped Off Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast. My name is Tim Thompson, and I'm joined as always by MC, Mr. MC, sorry. Either one, that would be me. <laughs> no, you're I Mr. MC. To both. No, you don't. I only call you Mr. Sir. This is episode 28. It is home part two. What happened last time, MC, Mr. MC? Well, uh, MC, not Mr. MC, <laughs> regular MC mm-hmm. in the, the, in the, the, the film, book, story series uh he uh faced the revelation of uh, tifa's pregnancy with an incredible <laughs> amount of tax and sympathy and empathy and uh, compassion and i mean that is definitely one way of looking at it and, uh yeah well some people might say he was a cunt yeah he asked if it was his uh-huh. uh that was his opening gambit yeah he, um, he'd lent with that <laughs> and then it was like why are you such a selfish bitch why do you do this to me right now and then he left, um, and then they went to a place that is every bit as delightful as that conversation, <laughs> Dover. Um, and they were met by some SWAT. There was a big fight, things weren't going well, but then they were rescued by some guys who I forgot the name of, but the leader of which was Gav. Yeah, I don't think they've been named yet. Okay. I think they're just a, a group of plucky young rebels. Gav's guys. Gav's men. The sexy, dreamy and deep Gav's, Gav's men. Gav's guys and gals. <laughs> and yet they are back, the gang's in England. Mm. Uh, they're here to confront Mr. Johnson and Hirato, which we may or may not get to eventually, because, oh, you know, three episodes left in the season, so we're hopeful. <laughs> um, but Gav did kind of hint that he knew what was going on. This brand new mm. spanking mm. character that has definitely never appeared in the show before <sighs> seems to think he knows what's going on with Mr. Johnson. Mm. So maybe we should find out, MC. Let's, Let's get into that. it. It is home, part two. Previously on Tomorrow Gason. There are five. <laughs> five rules of power, of which he only needs one more to be complete. You must go to England, your mother country, and stop him. Stop Mr. Johnson before it is too late. Johnson, isn't that the guy who's going to be Prime Minister? <gasps> Chip asked. Yes, the last phase of power he needs of the five. <gasps> We're not alone. Tifa replied. What do you mean? Tifa turned to face MC and lifted her shirt, revealing a lump where her belly should have been. <laughs> I'm pregnant. <gasps> the samurais. Shinno Khan began. They were once a force of good, like ninjas. But one day, in 1582, <laughs> a samurai leader named Karushu Minonato... <laughs> Karushi Minanto decided there was more power and wealth in being evil. We banished Minanto to another realm where he was unable to cause chaos. You said you thought samurais were somehow responsible for the death of your father? MC asked as he started to think. You were just being selfish, MC said angrily. With Chip back, Harato, and this new evil, losing Shino Khan. He paused. It's just too much to take right now. MC stormed off, leaving the pregnant Tifa (laughs) sitting alone in the shadows of the ship. 50 or so men suddenly joined the gang in the fight. They appeared to be good guys as the teamed up against the SWAT team. Ninjas of the Ku Claw, we've been inspecting you. My name's Gav. Who are you? Chip asked. I just said, Gav, mofo. Our story is a lot like yours. We've all been victims of evil. Whether it was zombies, vampires or even demons, we've all lost someone dear to us. We know a bit about that. MC said knowingly. I think I know something you don't know. Like Mr. Johnson and what he intends to do. It's a bit public, 
What say we go to our secret hideout? The rebels' hideout was an old church in a country lane. Its walls had started to crumble, and each of the stained glass windows had been vandalised. <laughs> that must be a rough country lane that they live in. <laughs> the priest had explained to the gang that Mr Johnson had come for a visit to the church a few months ago. Ever since then, bad things had started to happen, and the church's local parishioners had stopped coming. <laughs> Have I spelled that word right? It doesn't come up on spell check. Parishioners. Parishioners. It looks weird, doesn't it? Mm. I think I'm doing 15-year-old me a disservice here. He knew how to spell parishioners. <laughs> it was his Knowledge you word. have lost. <laughs> but okay, I feel like we've kind of dropped in somewhere completely random here because a bit of backstory again, I guess, mm. against Gav's guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, they Their hideout is an old church. Yeah. It's only an old church up to a few months ago because Mr. Johnson came to visit mm. and then since then, bad things have happened mm-hmm. and the parishioners have stopped coming. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hope there's going to be... Is that going to be expanded upon? No, or? of course it won't. <laughs> Gav thanked the priest and shook his hand. His band of men, Gav's guys, okay. sat on one side of the church with MC and the others occupying the other seats. His band of men sat on one side of the church with MC and the others occupying the other seats. I guess they're on the other side of the church. On the pews, okay. which is another word that 15-year-old you <laughs> wouldn't know how to spell. Sure, I could spell it now. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing the first thing you want to know is how did you find out about you? Is Gav how, said to MC. Is how did you find out about you? <laughs> how did you find out about you? Well, I looked down and well, there look, I was. We know Gav is very deep and sexy. Yeah. So clearly he's talking about the inner MC. Oh, okay. You know, how did you find out about you? Who I you really were as a don't person? think MC has at all. <laughs> no. There is no self-discovery or reflection. No, I think the last episode kind of cleared that yeah. up. Especially that bit, you know, when he was mean to Chip. <laughs> the thought had crossed my mind. I'm really confused as to what's happening already. It's no secret, the legend of the Kukula ninjas is pretty well known throughout the whole supernatural world. When I first read about you, I just thought you were a myth. But slowly, I began to meet people in similar situations like myself, and we started to talk about Mr Johnson and who would stop him. That's a conversation I've had many times in real life, actually. (laughs) We heard the rumour that a boat with the ninjas on it was coming to England, and we decided to check it out. But (laughs) when we saw you guys fight the SWAT team like that, we knew it had to be true. I'm glad you remembered Gav's voice as well. <laughs> it's really hard to forget that voice. Mm. Uh, I'm still exhausted from doing it last week. Okay, so again... Mm. Okay, so there's a legend of the Kukla. That makes sense. That could be a thing, right? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. as uh, people are aware of supernatural happenings sure. in this universe. Um, but then there was a rumour that the ninjas will come into Dover. In a boat? Yeah, how does that rumour get started? Because they got on a boat with some refugees. That means they killed the DeSoto for nothing! <laughs> And then they know about the SWAT and everything. Gav is very clued in. Gav and Gav's guys are very clued into what is going on, more than any of us right now. (laughs) Which isn't hard, to be fair. (laughs) What can you tell us about Mr Johnson and his plans? Chip asked. Have you heard of the five? Gav replied. Chip nodded. It's been mentioned. The five are the five stages that Mr Johnson needs to complete his ultimate reign of power. It's five different power placements in this world that will make him the strongest creation ever to have existed. Wait, what? <laughs> it will make him the strongest creation ever to have its existed. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> and what's a power placement? Is it well, like a place? A physical place? 
There's a lot of words in the opening of this episode, but I don't really know what any of them mean put together. In my, I've gone to my happy place where the five is the band five. <laughs> it's bunches of camp, slightly camp dudes in like pleather with spikes on them. I mean, they were the bad boys of the boy band industry, MC. Slightly, ca- which is why I say slightly camp. <laughs> Oh god, so the band five is what Mr. Johnson needs to complete his ultimate reign of power. He could never defeat them, they're too strong. (laughs) So, Mr. Johnson is just one person. He has people working for him. Louise added. No! Gav said, giving Louise a smile. In fact, Mr. Johnson isn't a person at all. He's not a demon, or a vampire, or anything you've faced before. He is evil, pure and simple. He is the evil that corrupts this world, and if he wins the election tonight, he'll destroy this planet. <laughs> I like how the only thing holding back the personification <laughs> of evil from destroying the entire world is the UK election. <laughs> but he's already the Prime Minister. That's been established. That's canon, right? That's been mentioned before. Wasn't he? No, I thought he was going to be the Prime Minister. Like, you know, the favourite to become the oh, Prime Minister. Oh, maybe. Maybe then. Again, this is very eerie, <laughs> because this is something that's actually happened in real life. Oh, God, it doesn't bode well for the planet, does it? Boris Johnson became Prime Minister, and now the world's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, again, how does Gav know all of this? So, I mean, this is, again, more knowledge than we've had the, the entire Dom, the season. Khan, the... Yeah, Gav. Maybe the difference is that <laughs> Dom and Shinnikan knew all this stuff, but they like being mysterious. Well, well, Gav is like, well, obviously I'm going to tell the ninjas everything I know because it makes sense that they should be informed. Yeah, and judging by the way he speaks, he probably can't hold anything back at all. Okay, so let's just break it down a little bit then. So Mr. Johnson is not a person. Yeah, He's not a demon or a vampire or anything that the ninjas have ever faced before. Mm. Okay, so what is like a god or a demigod? He's, he is evil, pure and simple. I don't know if he's meant to be sort of Satan or what. I mean, there was a villain in Buffy called The First. Mm. And he was like, or that was meant to be like the first evil that ever existed. Okay, so you ripped and... off Buffy. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> okay, this is starting to make a lot more sense there in my go. head now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so he needs five the band. Uh, which I think he's probably got four of them. And if he wins the election in the UK tonight, then Jay, the last member of five... Is that the actual name? Was that the one you fancied the most? Shut up. Uh, And so then he will destroy this planet. Mm. I mean, it's not a foolproof plan or plot, (laughs) but at least we're getting somewhere with it. There's some sort of sense. Yeah, yeah. It's not like it's just been crammed in randomly at the end. It just goes, oh, fuck, it's ending and we need to do something here. The election's tonight? A stunned MC said. He had lost track of time on the ship. It was like three days, man. It was three days. A lot happened. I think he's still stunned from the whole Tifa pregnancy revolution. Yeah, true. He's still angry about it. You better fill us in quick. What are the other elements of power he's acquired? Oh, this should be good. Mm. Uh, A wheelbarrow. Boy uh... zone. Take that. Gav walked towards MC and sat in row just in front of him. Many people died to bring us this information about the five... Firstly, about 250 years ago. Okay, so ripping a line off from Star Wars there to start yeah, with. Yeah, many Bothans died. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, firstly, around 250 years ago. He's, he got interrupted. That's Ah, okay, okay. I'll do that line again and we can have the correct cadence of this conversation. <laughs> Thank God. 
Many people died to bring us this information about the five. Firstly, around 250 years ago. He's been doing it a while then. Gav ignored the interruption from Jay and continued. He became a god on an island in the Pacific Ocean. Was he Maui? Is that what's going to happen? Oh, are you going to be racist again? <laughs> oh, no. Uh-huh. The island is run... Oh, no. Oh, yeah. The island is run by primitives and isn't exactly a holiday destination. They were showing pure evil bodies thing that came to their island one day and made it their god, our fear. Then, during the Cold War, thanks to his brutality in certain situations, he was elected a Cornell <laughs> in the Russian army. He's also Bill Gates. <laughs> what? <laughs> the eternal struggle. Bill Gates versus five. <laughs> Microsoft versus the pop industry. <laughs> okay, so everything Amazing. that Gav says needs to be broken down into small debatable points because, uh-huh. A, there's a lot going on, and two, you can't understand what he's saying anyway. So, okay. So right. Mr. Johnson became a god on uh, an island in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah. Uh, then during the Cold War, he was elected a Cornell in the Russian army. I like how you can spell parishioner, but not colonel. <laughs> also, like, I don't think a colonel is particularly high up. I don't understand the... From, from god to... <laughs> Colonel in the Russian army to Bill Gates. Oh, like, and the hierarchy in the Russian army is pretty tough, man. Like to rise <laughs> up the ranks there, you know, it's really hard. Uh, Bill Gates. Uh, so are these three of his five things of power? God in the Pacific Ocean, Colonel Cornell in the Russian army, Bill Gates. Maybe, or maybe this just his his path through history. How many drugs was I on when I wrote this? <laughs> the gang sat stunned for a second. As in, the owner of Microsoft? Tifa asked. Makes sense when you think about it. Chip said. <laughs> I always Does had it? my... Sus- back in the day, I always had my suspicions. I saw Bill Gates and was like, were you a colonel in the Russian <laughs> army and also a god? <laughs> you mean a Cornell? Yeah, sorry. Also, speaking of things that 15-year-old Chip predicted, Mm. there's a lot of... Okay, I say a lot. There are some mental people on the internet. I don't know Mm. if you know this or not. There are mental people on the internet um, that think Bill Gates, because he's trying to do some work with the coronavirus currently, uh, think that he's uh, kind of trying to cull the population with a vaccine that will kill loads of people. Um, So this kind of fits into that. I I don't believe that. I just want to point this out. Neither did I think I did when I was 15 years (laughs) old. Um, But yeah. Wow. I am a prophet. For insane <laughs> anti-vaxxer <laughs> conspiracy theorists. Also, you know, evil right-wing Tory pricks. Yeah. yeah. But that's not the worst of the five. Mr. Johnson's full part of the five is nature. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so these are the five. God in a Pacific <laughs> Island. Cornell in the Russian <laughs> Army. Bill Gates. <laughs> A nature. A nature. <laughs> this is the worst. <laughs> this is literally the stupidest fucking thing out of this entire series. And the thing is, we're not even twisting it. We're not even like, okay, maybe with the Colonel thing, but like, we're not. It's just as read. This is literally. This is the original text. And presumably also Prime Minister of England. <laughs> this is In... what I intended to write. <laughs> what the shit, man? What? How? 
I always like to go back to that demon that couldn't be killed by weapons. Yeah. Is a sort of like, you know, uh, a marker of how stupid I was back then. But this... But this is just the ramblings of an insane person. Because we kind of met when I was like 14, 15. Yeah, yeah. Like, did you pull me out of some asylum and then just (laughs) give me a pen and paper? Is this what happened? It's the most... It's both both the most random shit I can think of, and also the stupidest thing. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say. Nope, I've got nothing. A variety of power across different yeah. sources. There's like military power, financial power, religious power, and controlling oh my God, it's making sense. The earth, and of. also it's political power. Uh, yeah. Which was exactly what you were going for back then, and that's why it all makes. So well, much sense. That's the thing. I can't decide if I was, if I, if I wasn't. Yeah. Like, am I trying to like, you know, like earth, wind, fire, like all those kind of elements mm. sort of thing? Because this is a kind of a theme of my writing back then as well. Is to kind of take these things that are a bit stereotypical and overused mm. and make them worse <laughs> uh, by kind of changing them slightly. Right. So I'm, I'm wondering if that's what I'm trying to do here, and I just did, just didn't have any brains to yes. kind of make it work. The last part is true. <laughs> Don't know about the rest of it, but you nail on the head with that last bit. All season, we have been waiting to find out who is Mr. Johnson, what is he doing, and now we find out he's Bill Gates. That's the reveal. <laughs> I'd rather just be confused. Yeah. And not know. Not know. Yeah. yeah. Or I'd rather, back to my theory from, I think, the last episode where I thought maybe Mr. Johnson is T. Frey Nemesis' child from the future. Yeah, that would be Or parallel universe. That would have been Evil way better. demon cable. Nope, instead he's a Pacific God Colonel Russian Army Bill Gates Nature Prime Minister. Well, let, let, let's, let's just carry on. Let's just barrel on. Alright. But that's not the worst of the five. Mr. Johnson's full part of the five is nature. Back in the early days of this world, he infected the essence of the world, leaving room for despair and pain, which would in turn completely piss on the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what? Don't get yourselves. This guy isn't some demon you can kill by lopping his head off. It's going to take a massive amount of good energy to destroy him. Mm. Okay. Right. Okay, good energy. That's new <laughs> that's new concepts that we need from somewhere. Is that like Don't Ghostbusters 2? Don't worry, chips there though. <laughs> and that's something we don't have right now. MC said standing up. Apparently knowing what good energy is. <laughs> no, I mean he's right. And that's something we don't have right now. MC said standing up. So what we need to do is stop him from being elected. Ooh, they're going to rig an election. (laughs) (laughs) Forces are good. Speaking of which, the voting is rigged, Gav said. MC sat back down. But if we can stop a few of the voting booths from happening, it may be enough votes for Mr Johnson to lose. In other words, we won't have to fight him. So it's not that rigged. No, it's a, there's one it's election a booth. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> throw three votes in for Mr. Johnson. And like, yeah, that will do it. That will swing it our way. Wow, did you learn all that from studying books for years and years? Louise asked Gav dreamily. I don't read. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember. You do when you're on a mission. What? What? <laughs> This is, like, I am really worried that as soon as this episode goes up, within five minutes, someone's going to come around and throw me in a bin. This, I'm so worried that, that just society is going to give up on me as a human and just end it. My first thought was that you put emphasis on I don't read just solely for the sake of Gav when he listens to this. I don't read, I just remember, you do when you're on a mission. 
What does that mean? I guess on a mission, like a reconnaissance. But what is he remembering if he doesn't read? Mission stuff. <laughs> he overheard some evil people talking about... <laughs> what? Cornells. Nature. <laughs> Five. <laughs> Chip overheard the conversation. He may not like a guy, but Gav had a point. <laughs> God damn it. He's just trying to affirm his heterosexuality. <laughs> he doesn't like a guy. I don't fancy Gav. What are you talking about? He's not sexy and deep. <laughs> he doesn't read. <laughs> what we should do then is split into two groups and take down two of these poll booths. I'm guessing that if it's rigged and Mr. Johnson knows we're here, then it's going to be heavily guarded. Gav, if it's okay with you, I'd like to split your men into two groups. Half will come with me, you and Tifa. Actually, Tifa interrupted. I think I'll be on the other team with Chip and Jay. <gasps> She's literally going to go with a mass murderer rather than her boyfriend. <laughs> Why? MC asked. Because at this precise moment in time, I'd rather be with a murdering scumbag than a rat like you. Ooh, Ooh snap. That's going to sting yeah. for MC and Chip. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, hey, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I'm not a rat. <laughs> Meet us outside. MC commanded. Everyone left the church, leaving MC and Tifa alone. It sounds like they're going to have a punch-up. <laughs> He's like, everyone, I don't want anyone to see this. Everyone get out. <laughs> Why are you doing this to me? He asked. <laughs> you mean getting pregnant? No, going with Chip. <laughs> You're meant to be going steady with me <laughs> We all know he's got a prophecy to fulfil And you seem obsessed with having as far away from you or me as possible Tifa glared at MC Why do you keep <laughs> the guy who tried to destroy the world And keeps going, oh, maybe I'm evil, maybe I'm not <laughs> Away from your pregnant girlfriend Doesn't make any sense But the way you've been acting lately You've just been someone else I know you're going through stuff, but we all are. Anything else? MC asked sarcastically. What a bitch. Oh, he's really not doing well, is he? He's not. I don't like this MC. He's, <laughs> he's like... always been a dick. <laughs> but, but he's at least had been a dick that's nice to Tifa most of the time. <laughs> I thought it might be a bit better, like, at the initial thing, coming down, yada yada. Is it? I mean... It must just be the stress of the fact that they're supposedly on a suicide mission mm. and everything that's happened, losing Shino Khan, I think it's been a big factor for MC. That's true. And unlike everyone else in this show, it's not dealing with these emotions very well. <laughs> yeah, the men Gavis in charge of, they're good, but they are no match for the SWAT. They're going to die. I know. Was all MC said as he marched out of the church. I, it's a bit, is that a bit judgmental of Tifa? They, the gang, the... Gav's guys literally saved them from the SWAT. True, but maybe it's more SWAT when it's not a surprise. And bit, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, It's I mean, mainly good to make a dramatic moment. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's to show MC as this kind of once force for good and this kind of pure and innocent kind of do-gooder yeah. to this kind of dark persona. that Or ends justify the means. Yeah. At yeah. all costs kind of thing. Yeah, also I ripped this off from Angel. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there we go. <laughs> near the end of season two of Angel, uh, yeah. like the, the, the guys kind of 
go to a portal and they're in a different world mm. and they have to like storm this castle and stuff and then like there's this band of rebels right. uh, that Wesley has to send off to do something and like Gunn is all like oh they're gonna die and he's like I know and oh, that okay. kind of signifies the start of Wesley's dark turn as well so it's how original yeah you? yeah I think it might actually be almost the same line as well does that mean I'm gonna be a rogue demon hunter <laughs> what's a rogue demon <laughs> He was indeed suffering at the moment, but he didn't know how else to keep everyone alive. For the first time in his life, he was lost and worried about the future of his friends, his girlfriend and his unborn child. I mean, the last one. Eh. <laughs> he met Gav at the steps outside the church. Tifa followed behind and went to Chip's party. <laughs> Chip's has got like a bus. It's got like a hot tub in it and like... <laughs> Jelly and ice cream. <laughs> Everyone gets a party bag. <laughs> All aboard the heroic sacrifice bus. <laughs> Those guys are going to Dover by train. Gav said, referring to Chip, Jay and Tifa. Me, you and Louise will take my car to Folkestone. My men will travel in different methods to avoid detection. <laughs> like a unicycle, <laughs> a pogo stick. <laughs> Space hopper. <laughs> I love the mentions of these little Kent towns. No one is going to be aware of yeah. apart from the people that actually live there. Yeah. MC just nodded and went to Gav's car. Louise sat in the back with him as Gav climbed into the front. Chip led the way to the train station as the rest of the rebels got into their civilian transports. I don't know why it's just really funny that they're getting a train. I know. Why is that funny? <laughs> Do they have the young person's pass still? <laughs> yeah, are they actually paying for their tickets? Are they going to hop on? Or? It was back in the day. You didn't have to buy yeah. a ticket half the time. Oh, the good old days. Ah. Gav's Ford Mondeo didn't appear to be the fastest car in the world but he could certainly drive it. Can't read, though. <laughs> has no. trouble with the signs, like the road signs. Somebody else has to read them out for him. He sat in the driver's seat. Well, yeah, he's driving. Whilst MC and Louise sat in the back. MC had been very quiet, and Louise had been waiting for the right time to say something. Deciding that moment would never come, she said, I know about Tifa. MC stopped staring out of the car's window and faced his friend. He wasn't sure if Louise really did know about Tifa, or if it was something else. What? He asked. I know she's pregnant. How? MC sighed. I'm a woman too, you know. We can sense these things. Woman, <laughs> sense activated. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Oh. Fetus detected. Oh, Cooling my... <laughs> protocol engaged. <laughs> oh, the womb, the pregnancy detector, Yes. <laughs> I'm a woman too, you know. We can sense these things, Louise said. Plus, the size she is right now, it was pretty noticeable. All right, Louise, stop fat shaming Tifa, <laughs> Jesus. Even though she tries to hide it under all those baggy clothes, how long have you known for? Not long. Tifa, of course, famously trying to hide her pregnancy under the jup jups. It's <laughs> <laughs> my favourite bit. <laughs> I'll just go to the toilet. Jay announced as he left Chip and Tifa alone in the carriage. The train hadn't been very busy, and they were lucky enough to have been alone for the majority of the journey. They would be arriving in Dover within a matter of minutes. It's the most dramatic Dover has ever sounded. <laughs> As a side note, feel free to cut this out, just to uh, give our listeners an insight into what Dover <laughs> is like. Uh, I once met a man from Dover, and he said that he didn't have a sense of taste. Is this like, a limerick? No. Oh. Once <laughs> was, was a man from Dover. He uh, didn't have a sense of taste and asked why and he said that he got into a fight outside of Dover, in, outside of a Dover pub 
and his head was kicked in and he got brain damage and i was like wow that's terrible and he was he just shrugged and said well that's what happened if it happens if you go out on dover <laughs> <laughs> was he like standing outside a polling booth at the time maybe <laughs> why did you come with me chip suddenly asked me and mc tifa replied wearily we had a row and i didn't want to be around him at the moment Seems a poor excuse to come along with murdering scum. I didn't mean that. Yes, you did. Chip said. But the row you had with MC, it was, must have been something pretty serious. <laughs> <laughs> he studied her for a second and then said, You're pregnant! <laughs> Chip's womb giving off the uh, detection there. She seemed surprised, but so did Chip. <laughs> How could you know that? Tifa asked, raising her baggy jump jump to reveal her bulging belly. You mean a lump? <laughs> Where her belly should have been. <laughs> I don't know. Was all Chip said as the train pulled into Dover train station. Is, uh, I'm sorry, is there significance here in the fact that Chip could tell Tifa was pregnant? Or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because it, it just seems that was there. Or is, I, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> I can't tell if it's stupid or if this is, like, the start of a thing. Welcome to my life. (laughs) The car suddenly did a 180-degree spin before coming to a dead stop. Louise and MC held onto the seats of the car. What did you do that for? MC yelled at Gav. The polling station is just up ahead! (laughs) (laughs) He drives like he speaks. (laughs) All three... That's really accurate for Gav, actually. All three exited the Mondeo and went around to the boot of the car to fish out weapons. MC took his sword first. A van and two more cars stopped beside Gav and his men jumped out, all brandishing their homemade artillery. The streets were empty as they made their way towards the polling station. From a distance, it seemed like any other community hall. They guessed the heavy guard was on the inside. What I want to know is, do any of the locals go in to try and vote and there's a bunch of like SWAT team members, <laughs> machine guns and swords and shit? Oh, I really hope so. I love that we've gone from Tokyo, Japan to a community <laughs> hall in Dover. <laughs> Tokyo wasn't exciting enough. <laughs> if this was a TV show, it's like, oh, the budget. They've really lost it, haven't they? It's really gone downhill. They're just shooting it in the mum's basement. <laughs> The location of the polling station in Dover was about a 15 minute walk from where Chip, Jay and Tifa had gotten off the train. The rebels, Gav's guys, had met them and were now leading them to the town centre where the voting would take place. The rebels led Chip, Jay and Tifa to an alley. Chip stuck his head around the corner and saw the polling booth. Was it like literally just like a little box at the bottom of the alley? Is that what it is? How many SWAT team members are you going to get in there? The town was pretty busy with people coming and going from the booth and going about their everyday shopping needs. <laughs> God, this is so domestic now. I've got a plan, Chip said. Follow me. He and the others started to make their way behind the building, which was being used as a makeshift polling booth, looking for a way to sneak in undetected. I'm still curious about what they're going to do. So they need to stop a couple of polling booths, but mm. are they going to just like take away the marquee? Or, I mean... <laughs> 
burn down the community hall? What is going to happen? I don't know. It's so bad. It is so bad. And it just feels like another fucking side quest that we've been on throughout this entire <laughs> season. There's been no through narrative. It's just been bullshit after bullshit. And I want it to end, MC. I want it to be over. I'm so done with reading this fucking thing that I wrote 18 years ago. Why did we ever start this? Why? Why did we come to this point where we had to read all this terrible thing I wrote many years ago that has no reflection on me as a human man now? I don't want it. I want it to end. I want it over. Chip's turning evil, everyone. (laughs) Help. Oh, I need a minute. Just listen to some five. It always <laughs> makes you feel better. When you're down. That would work, actually. I've got a plan. MC said as they watched their booth closely. Me too! Gav replied before screaming. George! He ran as fast as he could with his men following him. Weapons held high. The attention brought the guards pouring out of their hiding places around the polling booth. The SWAT numbers weren't as large as when the gang had arrived in England, but they still matched the rebels' numbers. What a cock! (laughs) MC proclaimed angrily as he went into the battle. Louise, not being the ninja she once was, took up her position, crossbow in hand. She fired to open a clear path for MC. Let's just remind everyone that the woman (laughs) isn't that good anymore she's a bit useless even the power she got wasn't her it was a man (laughs) fucking hell how you feeling about these parallel dramatic battles that are happening in dover and (laughs) chip smiled as he saw the unguarded back door of the polling booth in dover Get ready, he said. As the he, Jay, Tifa and the rebels started to make their way across to the door, a horde of SWAT jumped down from the top of the building. They were joined by a group of different men and women. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? They were joined by a group of different men and women. There's this one woman. (laughs) Woman there. (laughs) Very fit into the series, isn't it? Token woman. Of course. Tifa said, The sun's down. That means the vampires can come out. Oh, so they've recruited some vampires as well, I guess. Maybe it was the vampires that kicked the head in of your friend from Dover and lost his (laughs) sense of smell. Stay back. Chip told her, Jay, take those vamps out. You lot, you're coming with me. Just remember what you're fighting for. Wait, has he instructed Jay to go kill all the vampires that have also... What? Apparently. Meanwhile, Tifa, the trained cop, has to stay out of the way. Chip led the rebels into the battle as Jay fired his crossbow at the vampires. What are you going to do? He asked Tifa. She lifted her baggy jump jump and pulled the shotgun from its holster. So now there's a shotgun where a belly should have been. <laughs> she gave birth to a shotgun. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, Jay said. They started to fire. Oh, great. Sure, why not? Fill the drama. The way the rebels handed themselves really surprised MC. One-on-one, the SWAT would have beaten them easily, but these men looked out for each other, and every time they doubled up on the SWAT, and so far were staying alive. That's a weird sentence. One-on-one, the SWAT would have beaten them easily, but these men looked out for each other, and every time they doubled up on the SWAT, and so far were staying alive. Two two of Gav's guys per SWAT. 
yeah, remember. It's just it's a very weirdly structured sentence. A MC. Little bit, a little bit. Just another one in the tapestry of this bullshit. <laughs> you sound so bitter. I'm done. All right. <laughs> I'm MC getting told he was pregnant. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> Another surprising thing was Gav and his use of martial arts. MC could tell he was no ninja, but he could handle himself in a tight spot. Only three of the samurais carried blades. The rest had blunt instruments. MC made a beeline for them, parrying anyone who attacked him before that. The three samurais circled MC as he reached them through the crowd of fighting men. The came at him, fast. MC spun twice, elevating himself off the ground by a few inches. Wait, is he like... Like a helicopter. <laughs> is he helicoptering? Oh, no. <laughs> MC spun twice, elevating himself off the ground by a few inches. The first time, he used his sword to counter all their swipes, and the second, he flipped his leg and caught them all with a spin kick. The three SWAT members fell to the ground. Gav was impressed at the way MC fought as he watched from a distance. He wondered if they survived this, if the ninja would teach him how to do that. His thoughts were interrupted as one of the well-trained men dressed in all black swung his kendo stick. Hey, <laughs> Love kendo a kendo stick. stick. <laughs> Gav just managed to block the blow with his own sword before it broke several of his ribs. Gav's sword resembled those the SWAT team carried than MC's much large broadsword. <sighs> it was... <laughs> it was thing... But very sharp. It was thing, but very... Sh- it was a thing, MC, but very, very sharp. sharp thing. Oh, fuck. How would you describe oh. his sword? Sharp <laughs> thing. He used the butt of his sword to wind the samurai who dropped his wooden stick. But before Gav could capitalise, the samurai chopped his elbow, forcing him to drop his sword. The two engaged in hand-to-hand combat with Gav on the defensive first. <sighs> Grandma, dude, come on. He blocked the samurai's attempts at punches, kicks and grabs before landing his own backhand. Gav followed that up with a series of kicks, ending with a huge uppercut that sent the SWAT member down in an unconscious heap. Of it! <laughs> Gav said without seeing the samurai holding a small knife coming up from behind. As the SWAT went to stab Gav in the back, an arrow from Louise's crossbow whistled past Gav's head and hit the SWAT in the chest. He dropped to the floor as a rebel leader turned round. He smiled at Louise, who smiled back. Mm, flirty. <laughs> hey, remember that time I killed that man for you? <laughs> she was a good 30 feet from the action, but was doing a good job of keep the SWAT numbers down. As Louise went to reload, she caught a glimpse of one of the samurais running towards her. In a panic, she dropped the arrow and the SWAT rugby tackled her. Louise hit her head on the concrete, but recovered in time to see the samurai's fist coming down. She managed to move her head to the left to avoid contact. As the samurai tried again, Louise thrust her knee into his groin area, causing him to roll off her body. She grabbed the arrow and held it close to his face. Please, please, he pleaded, removing his mask to reveal a very normal guy. I'm just doing my job. So am I. Louise replied as she jammed the arrow in the samurai's <gasps> neck, causing a fountain of blood to burst out. Damn, Louise is hardcore. Hardcore, man, yeah. She's had enough. Mm. Without revelling in the fact she had killed another human being, Louise quickly reloaded the crossbow again and took aim. 
So I guess the intention here is to kind of get across that the gang's desperate and they're going mm. against all their principles and mm-hmm. whatever, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so bad out on this. <laughs> Even with MC's quickness and battle awareness, fighting three SWATs wasn't easy. They constantly caught him with short, sharp digs, which sliced his skin. It was time for drastic action. One of the samurai swung his sword again. MC caught the blade with his new left hand and could instantly feel the warm blood running down his arm. That's quite cool, catching a sword with your hand. Very cool. Yeah. The samurai looked terrified as he desperately tried to free his sword from MC's grip. MC lifted his boot and connected to the samurai's chin. The other two swats looked to take advantage from behind. MC threw the samurai sword into the air blade first and whipped around to face the other two. As MC faced them, the caught the other sword and with one double strike decapitated both SWAT members. He made sure to finish the third just the same. That's quite cool. That is quite a cool image. I like well that. Well done, MC. Yeah. yeah. We're all being badasses now. <laughs> he did the thing where he threw the sword up and then he caught it in the air and he Hell cut yeah. the three heads off. Great. Now wielding two swords, MC heard a noise. He could see that the SWAT team numbers had been severely dented with very few losses, if any, on the rebel side. MC watched as five of them made a break for the polling station. So MC was kind of underestimating the rebels maybe then. He was, yeah. yeah. they seem to be holding on, because I think what they've, maybe like one on one they're not as good, but they've got this real team kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, effort yeah. going on, you know? You've done a good job of making sure that they <laughs> seem like a team and they work together and they're closely knit. Don't patronise me. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Stop ruffling my head. MC tried to move as they opened the door, but there was no chance of making it in time. As the rebels opened the door to the polling booth, three demons intercepted them, twisted their heads, and snapped their necks. <gasps> oh, I think we spoke too soon. Despite being so far away, MC could still hear the sickening crack. Gav, seeing what had just happened to his men, charged forward in a rage. MC followed, knowing he had to make ground, otherwise the demons would do the same to Gav. <laughs> Gav's character is going to last like really a little bit longer than last time but <laughs> as the two men reached the enormous demons another one of Louise's arrows flew into the skull of the demon standing in the doorway that left two on two the SWAT team and the vampires seemed to make a great combination <laughs> it's like a team up like chocolate and peanut butter <laughs> many of the rebels had already died but they were taking their fair share too Tifa and Jay's accurate shooting had helped enormously, but then the worst happened. First, Tifa ran out of shells with a shotgun, and then Jay discovered he had no arrows left. I feel like that's the first time you've ever complimented Jay. Say, <laughs> accurate shooting. It's taken three seasons and like <laughs> 75 episodes, but here we are. Louise must have taken them all! He protested the chip. Chip surveyed the damage. His side had taken many casualties. Only he, Tifa and Jay remained with four rebels against three vampires and four swats. He went back into the battle as another rebel was struck off. Well, he loses his job. (laughs) One of the vampires went towards Jay and Tifa. Chip leapt as far as he could and took the vampire down to the grassy floor. (laughs) I've never heard, like, the ground been referred to as grassy floor. Oh, what are you doing, John? Just mowing your grassy floor. That sounds like a euphemism. (laughs) 
Yes, I always say to her, look, if you don't mow your grassy floor, I'm not fucking coming back here. All right, love. Get out of here, Chip yelled. We can help, Jay insisted. If you know the truth, then you need to live, Chip said as he tried to pin the vampire down to the floor. That's you guys. Now go, Tifa and Jay went. <laughs> Just went. Yeah. Like, didn't, they didn't leave or they left or they ran away. They went. <laughs> the vampire headbutted Chip and went for his neck. Chip rolled with the vampire still clinging on. Eventually they came to a stop and the ninja staked the undead creature. Getting back to his feet, Chip saw all the rebels dead and two vampires standing next to four samurais. They all attacked at once. Chip threw the stake he was holding and it flew into the nearest vamp's heart. He turned to dust instantly. The two stakes Chip kept on his wrist support system sprung out as the last vampire and one samurai reached him. The left stake went deep into the vamp's heart and the other into the SWAT's neck. What's a wrist support system? <laughs> is that like is that like a wrist support? Did he sprain his wrist? <laughs> but it's just... Oh, it's his RSI. She's got two wooden stakes in the bandages. <laughs> uh, I feel like this has made Chip's cool moment less cool than MC's. <laughs> MC caught a sword with his bare hand, threw it in the air, double decapitated some dudes. Triple decapitated Triple. some dudes. Chip <laughs> has a bit of a dicky wrist. He got RSI from too much typing at his temp job as a secretary, <laughs> doing a lot of data entry. Bit of wood sticking out of it. <laughs> Another SWAT met the now vampireless stake with his gut. Chip was unable to free his wooden stakes from the dying men to aid him in his battle with the remaining two SWAT members. Instead, he dug the stakes deeper to raise himself into the air, catching the oncoming samurai with a head scissors and flipping him into the air. The last SWAT clothesline Chip with his nightstick. Oh, like a police baton type thing. Yeah. yeah. He felt his jaw come out of place and had to reattach it before he got back up. Is that medically possible? Do you, if you, your jaws dis- dislocate it. Ninjas. Ninjas. Ninja jaw. Ninja jaw. <laughs> Chip narrowly avoided more attempts with the stick, but had to resort to blocking the blows with his forearms. He sensed the other samurai coming up behind him, so he stepped to the side. What Chip didn't realise was that the samurai was holding a long sword, which he stabbed his fellow SWAT members with. Chip reacted quickly and grabbed the last samurai by the neck. He was surprised at just how strong he felt at that precise moment. He almost felt like the old Chip. Now tell me where Mr Johnson is, or I'll make your death last hours, Chip said menacingly. It's not, you can't really say that in a light manner, can you? In a friendly way, you know. Now tell me where Mr. Johnson is, or I'll make your death last hours. A little bit of character development here with Chip. When he came back from, you know, his lifetime in hell, eternity in hell, you know, it took him a long time to kind of get back to his ninja strength and his ninja best. So I guess a little bit of development there that he feels like he, how he was. Maybe it's because of his emotional, what's the name (laughs) on the ship, where he actually felt a feeling. He did, didn't he? He did. What was that feeling? Guilt, shame, despair, <laughs> moping. Well, I'm glad he's finally... Brooding. Lots of self-care from Chip yeah. there. <laughs> With one more quick blow, the demon's head fell off. 
MC removed his sword from its corpse and joined Louise, Gav and the few remaining rebels. It's over, MC said. I didn't realise, Gav said quietly to his men, that so many of us would die! (laughs) We knew what we were fighting for. (laughs) One of them said, The bigger picture. The others added, MC almost smiled. Indeed, the bigger picture was the most important thing, but innocent people dying in the crossfire was never part of the plan. Just then, the mobile phone in MC's back pocket began to ring. Hello? MC, it's Chip. How's it going? We finished the job our side. How's everyone there? Tifa's fine, so is Jay. But none of the others made it. Pretty much the same here. There's more. I know where Mr Johnson is what he is planning to do, and who he is. (sighs) Bill Gates. (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg. (laughs) That would make sense. (laughs) Do we really need to worry about this now? As long as we stop these polling booths, then his plan should be over. MC said, Mr Johnson's going to win, no matter how many votes we stopped. It's a mystical rig. (laughs) No, no, to be fair, that would explain Trump. Like, if it was some sort of mystical evil power that uh, put him in. Damn it! Why didn't we realise that? (laughs) MC's saying, like, oh, so obvious! A mystical rig, (laughs) of course! MC, shut up for a second! Chip yelled. Mr Johnson, his real name back when he was a mortal was... Karushi... Minanto, Minanto, I can't remember how he said it originally. (laughs) Karushi, Minato, Minananto. The (laughs) guy. (laughs) This is what his chip is saying the whole time. (laughs) They spoke in unison next. The The man man that that killed killed Shinokan's father. (laughs) As a note to our audience. The wonderful, there's quite a few bits in Tomorrow Goes Somewhere we need to speak at, this, speak at the same time. The great thing is, it literally takes us one take. We <laughs> nail it every time. The same cadence, rhythm, timing, everything. Oh, we're so good at it. I know. <laughs> and, um, you know, just in case you'd forgotten who Karushi Minan... Minanto, Minanto, I think we're going to say. Karushi Minanto. Uh, Yeah, back in the early part of the season. Something we actually set up Mm. has come to fruition. My gosh. It's the man that killed Shinokan's father, MC. Mm -hmm. He's been behind everything from the beginning, Chip said. We need to get to London. Stop Minanto. Minanto. Minanto? Minanto, sure. Stop Minanto and Harato. Otherwise, we can say bye bye to the world. Bye-bye. The two ninjas agreed on a meeting place and hung up. Chip turned to see Tifa and Jay standing there in shock. I'm guessing you heard most of that. Jay nodded. How did he find all that out? Tifa asked. Chip looked to where the samurai he had interrogated should have been. He was gone. That's not good news. Chip said, we need to meet up with the others and quick. Not long now. Chief Inspector Hirato grinned. <gasps> we haven't seen Hirato in so long. He wasn't wearing his usual uniform and was instead dressed in a late 15th century Centauri kimono. Centauri's about. Yay! <laughs> I will never learn how to spell that word. Oh, 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 yes! Mr Johnson agreed. <gasps> he was sat in a chair, 
next to Harato. Master Minanto! Master Minanto! The samurai pleaded as he made his way down the long corridor of the London building Mr. Johnson was using as his election base. They know. I was forced to tell them. I am sorry. So very sorry. The samurai was tired and worn from his battle with Chip and the rebels earlier and still showing the battle scars. Mr. Johnson stood up. He didn't look like an evil dictator who was over 500 years old and about to take over the world. He looked exactly like any British politician might look. I think that's how British politicians work. Accurate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He indicated for the groveling samurai to arise. Uh, it's okay, Mr. Johnson said in his native Japanese language. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was to be expected. Uh, just take um, great comfort in, in the fact that you can no longer uh, betray me. With one touch of Mr. Johnson's finger, the SWAT member was burnt alive and disintegrated into a cloud of dust. He smiled at Harato and reverted back to English. Uh, prepare the ceremony. Things are about to come to an end. And that's the end of Home Part 2. Whoa. That was a long episode. It was. <laughs> we, but we have... We, I was going to say we've learnt so much, but have we... Kinda, there's been revelations. There has been. There's also been, and this, I wouldn't thought it would be possible, but literally the stupidest <laughs> moment in the entire series. It is like I took my own shit and threw it at the wall to see what would stick and smeared this episode. Is is this dumber than the demon safe <laughs> gem? It's Whatever so it hard to tell, but at least it's on theme. Yeah, true. Yeah, the true. whole safe demon magic gem thing yeah. has never come back up. <laughs> I, I, ge- genuinely, right, what? I know how dumb that was, yeah. but I really did think that that would reappear somewhere yeah. and it would be, maybe not explained thoroughly, yeah. but some sort, but no, it was just, that was it. That was all it was. And now we have Mr. Johnson, <laughs> who needs nature and Bill Gates and all this other weird shit to take over the world, end the world, whatever it is he's doing. Yeah. 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 But we have learnt something about him at least. Yeah. He was the one that killed Shinokan's father. Yes, let's grasp onto that. Yeah, the actual one interesting point and not all the weird (laughs) shit we've had to deal with in this episode. Um, yeah, he is uh, Karushi Minato. Minato. Min. 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 Finally, thank God. Thank God. <laughs> God, I'm so tired. <laughs> I you could do another episode. I think it might kill you. It's going to be, well, I hesitate to say interesting, but how they're going to take Mr. Johnson down, if they can, mm-hmm. how that is going to work really worries me, in fact, considering, you know, mystical safes, demons, and nature of Bill Gates. Just how <laughs> is this season going to end? It's really gone uh, to a place that I'm not comfortable with in many ways, mostly in my brain and soul. Uh-huh. Um, well, I was trying to think of an appropriate five lyric, but I can't <laughs> think of any. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go and listen to some five now. Yeah. Hey, if you want to come and tell us your favourite five song, there's numerous <laughs> ways in which you can get in touch. 
You can find us at Facebook. We're at facebook.com slash howiriptoffpodcast. And we are also on Twitter at howiriptoff. And if you want to go through our entire back catalogue, you can find everything free of charge. It's on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, iTunes and YouTube. And you can leave us a, a rating and a review and you don't even need to go to a poll booth filled <laughs> with SWAT knitted <laughs> vampires and demons um, and leave us a lovely glowing review or a review. Just yeah. yeah, just just a review. <laughs> yeah, just say something like, yeah. just like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, but it does help us if you do that. So yeah. please come and do it. Okay. Well, I'm very tired. Um, but I'm saying it has been a week where the world is literally on fire. It really is. And uh, a lot of people are feeling very tired and sad and angry, and those are all extremely normal feelings to be feeling mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things we can do as human beings to try and change this as much as possible Um, please make sure you're doing those things um, because the world really needs it right now Mm. Um, and if you are you know struggling yourself because hey we all are right now then please do reach out to someone who cares about you someone you care about and if you feel like you can't speak to them we're here you can message us on any of these things that we've mentioned before and we will chat to you about anything you know we can share knowledge we can share links we can share all these things that hopefully we've learned over this past week to try and make this world a little bit better